Hello, Anne. Hello, Karen. We are on Grace to Grow Together. Oh, yay! Oh, I mean, this is this is such a great miracle because I surely needed God's grace to, in order to do what we've just done. So I am just so grateful that you invited me on. Oh, uh, this you're you're the first guest and the best guest oh, because bless you. You're such a wonderful friend, and I um I am so excited. We are doing the broadcast here from Sausalito, California. You can hear all the waves in the background. And how gorgeous! My desert dwelling self is refreshed just by sound. <laughs> yes, the sound of the waves and. I can see all the yachts and, and the boats sailing by and looking over at Tiburon, all of the beautiful homes. It's such a it's such a great atmosphere to talk with a friend about the grace of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been thinking about that even this morning about how God doesn't need us. Right. Just Saying that fills me with such joy. He doesn't need us yet. Jesus wouldn't have heaven without us. Isn't that wonderful? It's beyond imagination. It's, it's something so all-encompassing. I wish I could remember it always. Yes, I do too. Go ahead, Karen. I just well, want to just hear you that's speak. how much he loves us. That's it. Just to know we're loved. I mean, without, you know, his grace is that uh, unmerited favor, right? That un undeserved love from God. And when you know that you're loved, and you know that it's not for any reason, not because you did anything great or made any great performance. It's only because we belong to him and, and he made us and he loves us. That is really enough to make you want to get up every morning and be thankful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Gratitude is such a powerful fuel. You know, I do so much better when I simply start with grace, you know, not just over meals, but over my life as I open my eyes and put a toe on the carpet mm -hmm. to start with grace. It's, mm -hmm. it's a privilege, a blessing, and, you know, always closer to us than breathing. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Karen, can you tell us of a time when God's grace just allowed you to grow and expand and become more of the person that you know that he's calling you to be? I don't know if I can tell you without crying, but That's I okay. can tell you <laughs> the one that happened nine days ago. Wow. And it is still serving as my compass 
it's like I have been recalibrated and my true north has been re-identified and I've been connected to it more closely than an umbilical connection with God as my true north. I was in my office with 20 minutes left before I would be late to pick up my daughter. And that particular day was the last day for the book fair. And I had forgotten since the previous Friday to send money with her for the titles she identified. And so I said, Lord, I would love to get there before, you know, I make the PTO (laughs) mad (laughs) for sliding in the last minute. Right. And so I shut down my computer and I heard spirit say, take the long way. And I thought, okay, well, I heard that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the long way. Now, mind you, it's a matter of minutes what the long way adds to my commute, right? Okay. Literal minutes. (laughs) But it seemed counterintuitive. You got not enough time why take the long way but it wasn't in my voice so what i heard i obeyed and as i pulled onto the main road from campus drive a car on the other side of the intersection was also turning in our direction in my direction heading toward the highway but stayed in that left lane and disappeared i remembered it because it was a cute like Robin's Egg Blue Fiat. And mm. I once test drove that car. And mm. I, I love Italian cars, no matter how much people say against them and their maintenance um, costs. Love it. But I n- thought nothing more of it and stayed in the far right lane, even though there are always too many drivers and pedestrians coming in and out of the plazas that dot the roadway along mm. the mile, no more mm-hmm. than a mile to the on-ramp. Well, as I got abreast of the bus stop on the, um, what is it, eastbound side, mm-hmm. two lanes of traffic were at a standstill, though I didn't see much going on, but I slowed. And then I saw a little lady putting her right foot onto the curb, so I tapped my brakes thinking I would only have to do that to let commuters behind me know that I was slowing even further. But what happened was that as she got firmly, finally onto the sidewalk, I noticed high school students in the same uniform that my daughter wears, Mm -hmm. crossing outside of the crosswalk, a hair in front of my car. I mashed my brake so hard that my neck hurt. Wow. And I saw the motorist behind me in the Robin's Egg Blue Fiat crunch against his steering wheel with the effort and mouth some expletives and look at me. And I thought, what am I supposed to do? I'm not doing nothing but stopping here. But at the same time as my eye caught the children in the crosswalk or not in the crosswalk and the man behind me, I felt at once surrounded by something I can only call the grace of God. It was a substance, a palpable substance, invisible, 
but it was touching all of me. It was as if an invisible airbag had deployed around me, wrapping me in it. Wow. It was such a sensation. Mm. Well, it was so otherworldly. I was humbled because all of a sudden I saw the future and the past in that moment of my obedience. Because I took the long way, the man behind me did not kill two young boys with his car. My word. Because I did that thing that God urged me to do in the stillest of small voices. It could have been overshadowed just by the sound of my keyboard being put away in my desk drawer. But I heard it and I obeyed. I saw the futures of those children fan out for their families, their friends, you know, whatever precious anointing was on their lives was going to be continued. They were not going to be interrupted and their families were not going to have to grieve their absences. And all I could do was move through. It was a matter of seconds, but I moved through that moment saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was crying, shivering and shaking the rest of the way to my daughter's school because I have never been that close to the Lord in my life. And the great news, even greater than that, is that I have never felt separate from him since. That's amazing. It is. is. It's amazing. I am so grateful because on the strength of that, I have been able to do so many more things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, feeling completely confident and not at all concerned about the things that aren't working out the way I think they should or were going to or whatever. I am, I'm just grateful. You know that you're in his hands, right? And he's watching over everything you do. You know, Karen, you you spoke two words that really stood out to me in your story. You had to be humble and obedient, you know, in order to receive God's grace. And it was beautiful that those two things were brought out in, in that moment of grace. It humbled you. And it showed you how important it is to obey that voice of God. Yes. And, you know, and not to go from the sublime to the ridiculous, but it is funny how the Lord loves us because I have this five-year-old who is seeming to push every button and every limit all the time in disobedience, direct insubordination. And because (laughs) of my generation, I think, Lord, how does anyone make it past five years old? And how do parents stay out of jail? Because, yeah. right, right. <laughs> because, you know, God will bring people into your life who show you how you've treated God. Whoa. And my struggles to get her to obey have often been accompanied by my own repentance and my own prayer that the Holy Ghost stay with me and show me how to be more of a cheerful giver and an obedient steward of all the gifts and all the opportunities that the Lord brings to me. 
And so in that moment with those children, that moment of obedience, it was a lesson. It was a lesson that continues to instruct. And I'm so grateful that you invited me to remember it and to reconnect. And it feels like I, I will need to write some more about it and, uh, and unpack it further because I think there are so many more gifts to be had from it. And I'm, I'm really grateful um, that you invited me to do that and, and, and teased out those two words, you know, humble obedience. I, I'm so glad that you shared that with us. It's a reminder of what we all have to do. You know, when we realize God's love for us, it humbles us and his grace, it, you know, it just makes you fall more in love with him and you want to obey him, you know, because you know that he's watching out for you and everything he does is for your good. You just Amen. brought so much richness to this. Growing in God's grace, grace to grow. And uh, Karen Lang, we've been speaking with Karen Lang, professor of English, and we're so honored to have you and to have you share with us today. We've, we've grown just by listening to your voice, your story, your experience, and just want to thank you so very much for this episode in Grow, uh, Grace to Grow. <laughs> Well, thank you, Anne. It has been my pleasure to spend more time with you in the joy of the Lord. And I look forward to more and um, can't wait till we manage to launch our three-way yes. Aiken podcast and Karen and Nikki um, next week. Next so week. until then, lots of love. God bless you. God bless you too. Have a wonderful day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.